0: Welcome to another episode of Across the Field, Double B and PB. PB, what's going on? Hey,
1: happy new year, man. Haven't talked to you since uh, 2022. It um, has been forever. Uh, it's been a whole year, yeah.
0: So, uh, good to be back on the pod. It's good to be back. And before we uh, get too far into this, um, prayers and all the condolences go out to DeMar Hamlin and his family uh during that Bills and um Bengals game last night. What were your thoughts about that? Did you watch that live?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was sitting in Frickers and we were watching it and um you knew the way how the players reacted as soon as he went down. I didn't see him stand up and then faint. I just seen a guy land on the ground. And then so you knew something was wrong. And then the way the players reacted when they wanted medical personnel. And when the medical personnel, as soon as they got there, they were calling for the ambulance. And the way they were rushing around, you knew it wasn't going to be good. And so, uh, yeah, it's just so sad because, you know, that game was supposed to be the game of the year. It was supposed to live up to the hype. But last night, football didn't mean anything. It was about, you know, making sure he was okay. And, you know, we're still waiting and praying.
0: Yeah, I just saw a tweet come through a little while ago that um, he's on a ventilator, maybe, and well, I know he is, and they got it down to like fifty percent, whereas this morning he was at a hundred percent. So I would say that's pretty good progress.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, courtesy of the Love Muscle sending that over to me. So he he just sent that to me about ten minutes ago. So that's pretty good, um, reliable source too. I think it was Ian Rapaport. So Rap Sheet rap sheet at his finest um so yeah prayers um to his family and and to him for sure and it was definitely scary this is it, it was terrifying
1: and and you know you caught yourself you were in you know this this was history like this is unprecedented times for nfl football and mm-hmm. so um i just caught myself just sitting and wanting to keep watching the coverage of um, just you just waiting to hear good news because you didn't you didn't hear good news and i mean that's what we were waiting for you know the old saying is no news is good news but last night any news would have been better news than just what the question marks we went to bed with
0: yeah for sure um so yeah again thoughts and prayers
1: um but that, that's another sad part. I mean, we had such a great day of football yesterday with oh, yeah. the Cotton Bowl, the the Rose Bowl, you know, and then you get into that. You're expecting the best NFL game of the whole year, um, a future playoff matchup between two really good quarterbacks. And then that happens, and so it just takes you back to realizing, you know, what's the what's the main purpose? What's the real deal? Yep.
0: Yep brings you back to perspective uh, yeah yeah sure. totally yeah um so yeah while we're there let's just talk about all the games that, that went, went down in the nfl uh yesterday uh what stood out to you the most even going back to thursday night i guess um my chicago
1: bears they had so that was a promising uh effort out of them um <laughs> uh the dark knight the, the biggest shock of the day was the dark knight back to back uh mvp aaron rodgers he's right back in the mix folks and look out not a team I'd want to play right now i think that's their fourth straight win third or fourth straight win yeah they're playing good football and so
0: and basically winning you're in right
1: when you're in and then in, in the nfc where I, I'm Now, if a hurt Jalen Hurts has to come back after a month layoff, I really hope the Eagles let him play week 18 or get a half a game in. Because coming off of a month, that, that's going to be tough. Yeah. So, that's going to be really tough. And, yeah. uh I think, yeah, the Packers control their own destiny. I think they're in. And the game that's really intriguing that's setting up great intrigue is that Jaguars, Titans game this weekend. Who would have thought? Who would've thought going into this season? I know I picked the Colts for that division.
0: Yeah, I was gonna um maybe we won't do it this week, but next week, um go back and go over our, our divisional picks that we did at the beginning of the year, our playoff picture, see how close we were. Um but definitely didn't have uh Jacksonville. And no, the, they're a, they're a year
1: ahead of schedule. Just because think next year they're going to get Calvin Ridley. Okay, they, and I think they and Dougie P knows how to coach. He he is very underestimated. And then that, now you go to the question: Who's your coach of the year? I, I mean, the job at at the New York Giants uh, that uh, Brian Dable's done, and then you got Doug Peterson. And then yeah. I think you can even throw Dan Campbell in the mix because what he did to this Lions team in the second half of the season.
0: Yep, I'm blanking on um, the guy up in Minnesota. Oh, Kevin O'Connell.
1: Kevin O'Connell. O'Connell.
0: Yep. Yep. I think I think you throw his name in the mix. Yeah. I so mean, now we I saw that the Vikings, you know, have won like eight or nine, ten games, whatever it was, by you know, it's one score or whatever but still like with their record that's pretty impressive what he's done up there too. Absolutely. So, sorry to cut you off there. Um what were you going to say? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Good. Okay. Um didn't really watch my Cardinals. Um if if I'm going to be honest with you Brett,
1: I was so depleted after Saturday night. Were you? I wasn't really big into the NFL Sunday.
0: I don't know that I was depleted. I just think I was defeated um, because uh, I'll just say a couple, couple drinks were had Saturday evening. See, I can't even say I had a couple because
1: because <laughs> of the game, I was so my mind was not right. I mean, I didn't.
0: Well, well, that and you don't turn 21 until this Friday. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, I mean, it was just water and Gatorade.
0: <laughs> i um, do maybe if I got crazy. Yeah, I, I'll i be honest with you. Hung out with the muscle on Sunday at his house, and we just had the Red Zone channel on, had another TV with just other games on, and I didn't even watch Cardinals, to tell you the truth. Um, I took him to cover the uh, – seven and a half point spread they were given um and they obviously did that so i was happy um oh maybe, that, that's that's one thing bringing the new year we bring in sports betting. Ohio bet yeah maybe the yeah. first Ohio bet i bet a dollar and won like two dollars and 35 cents on the Cardinals heck yeah yeah big winner big time so uh
1: yeah <laughs> that that that's that's that brings a whole new aspect to uh, watching sports but i'm not 21 yet so i don't get to do it
0: oh well just wait you're just a couple of days away we have got a big birthday coming up this week
1: oh yeah big one
0: <laughs> so uh, but yeah that's i mean again nfl it was, it was pretty entertaining watched a bunch of games um what killed me, though, and not that it matters because I was playing for third and fourth in my leagues, but uh, one league I had Mike Evans on the bench.
1: Okay. Okay, you're like you just said, you're playing for third and fourth. Brett, I <laughs> got to uh, tell you this scenario. So, Wendy Price, give her a lot of credit. I'm playing her in the fantasy championship, and uh, she all week, Ramondre Stevenson was her flex. Okay. Sunday morning, when I checked, Ramondre Stevenson is her flex. By the time I click on fantasy at one thirty to check, you know, keep checking the scores for our championship, Mike Evans is in her lineup as the flex (laughs) game changer. Game changer. But the rest, I'm lucky that her rest for team kind of fumbled the bag. Which going into last night, I was down sixteen points. I had Jamar Chase. She has Evan McPherson. You got to assume if Jamar Chase gets you twenty five, you're more than likely going to win the game. Yeah. So, but that we haven't just uh, I haven't heard how they're going to decide it yet. So
0: that's the that's the big question. So you know, going back to that, uh, I hate to be that way, but like, and. I'm not. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. I'm not trying to be Skip Bayless. By the way, I don't know if you saw his tweet last oh, night. Oh,
1: that's awful. That's um, terrible.
0: I'm I'm definitely not taking that route. But what I am going to say is, like, there are literally like fantasy championships up in the air because I'm sure a lot of teams or a lot of people had somebody playing last night, and and with that game just being called, do you just? I guess you just go with the final score or or what, but. Right, me and Dayton were
1: talking about that today, and he goes, yeah, me and Dayton were talking about that today, and he said, maybe we could do something where we just calculate Jamar's points for next week, and she calculates McPherson, you keep the same score, we add it to your score, and see what it does.
0: There's the way, I mean, that would be
1: a way to do it. Yeah, but again, unprecedented times, and I'm just thinking about playoff chances. Okay, if the Chiefs lose this week. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs lose this upcoming week, I would assume Bengals and the Bills both win. If that's if that game's played last night, the Bills. Well, okay, if that game's not played, the Bills own the tiebreaker with the Chiefs. They beat them already. Yeah. Okay. But the Bengals, if they beat if they would have beat the Bills last night, yeah, the, the Bengals would own the tiebreaker between both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's a lot of. I mean, how much money does a national football—if you get home field advantage in the playoffs, how much revenue is that bringing into your franchise? It's a lot. I mean, well, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, it's a lot, and I know you know one through one through four are at least hosting you know one playoff game, um, right? But this is an opportunity to host multiple home
1: field advantage throughout the playoffs.
0: Yeah, but again.
1: Yeah. Again, here here we are talking about football. Again, it's bigger than football, but they're still. Yeah. That, that's why the NFL was so hesitant.
0: You know, they were wanting to wait
1: to oh, call yeah. the game.
0: Yeah, I thought they handled it perfect. I mean, I don't know how else you do it. Yeah, I, uh, I mean,
1: they were they were waiting to hear if it was good news, but. Just watch, watching Josh Allen, the way he gave that, the side hug, that this sticks out in my mind very vividly, the side hug that Joe Burrow gave up to Josh Allen and the face of Josh Allen. Yeah. There's, there's, after I seen that, I said there's no way they can go back and play. No. Yeah. No way.
0: And it's one thing when a guy gets hurt. You know, we've seen neck or back injuries where, you know, a guy goes out for a minute, you know, whatever the case may be or, or we seen guys or we've seen guys get taken off on stretchers back yeah. and
1: back but we get the thumbs up
0: yeah yeah you get a thumbs up and, then, and even then it's hard to watch those games you know finish up because those guys are thinking about their brother that just went down I mean and this was far way worse than what we've ever seen I right think.
1: they're they're watching someone get CPR on the field
0: yeah yeah I don't know that that's ever happened in an NFL game. It yeah, and if it has, I don't know about it. So um just new territory for everybody. But it's crazy to think like how much that affected so many things. Exactly. Right. I, mean, I would get it,
1: I would get it if it would be like the the Bears and the Cardinals playing. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they would cancel that game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a
1: heartbeat. They would have canceled that in a heartbeat.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's 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 the magnitude. It's the magnitude of it. And it, it's unfortunate, man. It really is. And then I don't know I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. Do you about gotta go by win percentage now, I would think.
1: And if you go by win percentage, the bills have
0: Well, I think that's the only fair way to do it because there's really no time to make this thing up.
1: No. And yeah, the time yeah. crunch, that's what makes it the most difficult.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, about the only thing you could do is bump the playoffs back a week to get one game in. Right. But you got to
1: be thinking, you got to be thinking the Super Bowl, the, I mean, that's pushing everything back. People already bought tickets.
0: Well, you would leave, you could leave the Super Bowl where it's at, but then you're not getting that bye week off in between. You know what I mean? So,
1: oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I forgot about that. So you
0: you really could push it back, but you just, you would have to just play back to back. I mean, there would be no week off, I guess. Right. So, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know what they're going to do. Um.
1: I guess this is why Roger Goodell gets paid the big bucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would just say you scrap it. I mean, if it were me, I think you scrap it. You go by one percentage. It is what it is. You keep everything on schedule. I mean, this is a freak, crazy thing that happened that you just hope never happens again. And, I mean, that's – I don't know. That's just my thought of it.
1: I th- yeah, I think you scrap it for sure. and move on. Yep, life moves on. And hopefully, yeah, nothing but the best be here come out of UC Hospital. Mm-hmm. But I, I was hearing today on ESPN, Pat McAfee show, there is – other than a hospital, there's no better place. I mean, if you're trying to look on the bright side, to have a cardiac arrest than an NFL field with all the medical personnel around just.
0: I mean, That's a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Obviously. I mean, that,
1: that can happen to anybody at any given moment. You just don't, you're not used to seeing the 24 year old in the best shape of his life. How many yeah. times do you see that hit across the middle where a receivers run in a drag or a slant and the opposite side safety comes down and makes a tackle? Mm-hmm. And you got to feel for T. Higgins. What's going through his mind right now?
0: Yeah, and he absolutely did nothing wrong other than make a football play like you would do on any other play. Right. But it's just the fact that you were in the situation. I mean, um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I really don't know what they'll do.
1: And I think the the credit that goes to Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott, after they said the five minutes – to warm up, Zach Taylor walking across the field.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome.
1: So, yep, yeah, prayers, prayers not
0: to be on the dead horse. So, uh, yep. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on here. Um, let's go back to New Year's Eve. Let's talk about the Buckeyes. So, it, we're, yeah, dark
1: comments, but not as dark as what we were talking about. First of all, what a CFP semifinal. Best one we've had yet. Normally, every year we have a blowout. Mm-hmm. Two really intriguing games. Yeah. Love to see the team up north get beat. Absolutely love to see that. Mm-hmm. And then in the nightcap, the varsity game did not disappoint. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. First of all, as a Buckeye fan, reflecting two days later, okay, I. I Call me a sicko, but I rewatched it on New Year's Day. That's why I didn't watch, you know, much NFL.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. And the haymakers, that Ryan Day – Ryan Day, hold on, timeout. Ryan Day, you answered – I mean, you answered the bell. You got called. You're not aggressive play caller. Everything. Won't be able to run a ball against this Georgia defense – you're not taking shots. You're playing too conservative, too many screens. Brett, I don't think Brian Day wasted a play all night. That mm. was that was a magnificent game plan by him. And I'm I'm it, your hmm right there is making me question what play you're thinking. You're thinking of that run play, that CJ in that last drive. You're thinking of that run play to Dallin Hayden, aren't you? No, that a waste no, of play? no! I like the run play. I, I love like, the run play because the way they it was designed, I thought, if yeah, like Ryan Day said in his presser, if that thing hits, that thing goes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought you'd get four or five yards out of it, right? Um, with two timeouts, absolutely, that's a great play call. The and we see. I don't, like, I, don't like, was... I don't like. I don't like how he got zero yards out of the run. And didn't do anything to go get five yards after that with the next two play calls.
1: Well, the, the next play call was an in route to I think Xavier Johnson, maybe
0: incomplete. So now you got to still go in, get five yards
1: incomplete. But I mean, that's normally a high percentage throw. It is, but now
0: you still got to go get five yards. Right, that's you're still at you're still in a range where. That's tough on your kicker. I mean, Absolutely. a 50-yard, 50-yard field goal is not a chip shot for a college kicker. No.
1: No. By all so, means, no. But as, as Ryan Day, if you're thinking, okay, I'm, so at I 50, guess, I'm at the 50. He just nailed a 48-yarder. Yeah, I mean. Where you didn't have any question about it. I just feel pretty confident in how how consistent Noah Ruggles is.
0: Yeah, I just thought the third down call could have been a little better.
1: Third down call could have been better. But, yeah, let me dive into more of that. Let's start from the beginning of the game because, yeah, we're going back to that third down call. But the way C.J. Stroud, Coleridge, Bernard Stroud, I take back everything I ever said about you, about you not being a gamer. I, I remember I was watching the game. I had buddies over at the house. We're watching Max Duggan, and I looked at Blake, and I said, I wish we had a quarterback like that. I would just go out and just make plays. I mm-hmm. guess what? Seven, you did that. And seven, your draft stock rised. That was a magnificent performance. That should go down as one of the best quarterback performances in Ohio State history, but the sad part is we're going to forget that one because it didn't end uh, End up Ohio State hoisting a trophy. That That – that performance compares to Troy Smith in 06 against the team up north. That performance compares to Justin Fields 2020 in the Sugar Bowl against Clemson. Very good Clemson team. A stellar performance from Stroud.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm, I'm happy. Here's Here's what I'll say. It's things that we lost. I hate that we lost, but I'm proud as heck of number one, our coach Ryan day, who I've been critical of all year, finally showing some emotion. Finally, uh, just, just being aggressive and, and going after it. Um, and I'm proud of CJ Stroud for sure. Um, and the way he played now, I'm gonna follow all this up, and I'm gonna be a little negative. Here's where I'm gonna be a little negative. You're gonna say, "Why didn't we see this the rest of this whole year?" Why can I get this? Why Why does it have to be a college football playoff game? You should look at every week. That's exactly what I'm saying. You should look at every week as a playoff game. Right, but I think I think now, I think I think you're getting a new Ryan Day. I'm sure
1: you're seeing the tweets that he's gonna give up play calling. That ain't happening. I bet you it does.
0: That ain't happening.
1: With the landscape you. with the landscape of college football now, he can't Brett, he can't be sitting in a offensive game plan meeting for two hours when I, I really do think it's happening because guess what? I've made the changes on the defensive side of the football and it's not working. All right, this is my train. I'm the conductor, I need to go over there and fix this right now. I went out and got the best defensive coordinator last year, paid him two million dollars to fix it. And we're still losing at a playoff game, which if you would have told me Ohio State's in the 40s in this playoff game, I'm I'm saying that's play that game played on Ohio State terms and Ohio State mm-hmm. wins. So Ryan Day is thinking, okay, Brian Hartline knows enough about my system, it's still gonna be the Ryan Day playbook.
0: It's yeah, still gonna be the Ryan <laughs> Day playbook. So when, who does when, so who does that? Who calls plays then?
1: I think you're going to have a co-situation. I think Brian Hartline is going to call the pass. And I think we have a very elite run uh, offensive line coach and Justin Fry, who understands and Ryan Day trust. He coached with him with Chip Kelly. I think Justin Fry is going to call the run. I don't like that. We've tried offensive lineman uh, mentality type of guy called plays. And Ed Warner, it didn't work. <laughs> That's
0: a friggin' joke.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. They don't touch the ball in games. They understand the gap scheme. They understand, you know, the angles of which the run blocking is. Let them call the run plays. Let them have influence on the run plays. But all in all, that that thing's gotta be let let Brian Hartline call that offense. Let Corey Dennis call that offense. You have a lot of you know great offensive minds on that. Offensive meeting room where Ryan Day says, okay, I spent enough time. Corey Dennis was a GA under me on Urban Staff. I tr- Okay, I, I've been with Corey enough. I trust him. Keenan Bailey, Ryan Day has given Keenan Bailey a lot of praise. Just gives him the tight ends coach, okay? Mm-hmm. Tony Alford, he's been with Tony Alford a long time. Trust him. Brian Hartline, why wouldn't you trust him? Justin Fry." Your second, uh, your offensive line coach that you went out and handpicked and you coached with, you trust him. Okay, sweet. Now I could take my mind elsewhere. Now I could take, instead of, oh, we're supposed to break down the film to this Wednesday practice right after practice. Oh, wait, but I got coach a coach's show. So, hence, you guys go home, make some recruiting calls, we'll break it down Thursday. No, that thing can still happen. And with college football, we're losing some recruits. Yeah, but I don't think it has anything to do with our product. Ryan Ryan Day could be on the phone call. I mean, that's extra that's an extra, you know, extra, time to contact recruits.
0: This would be easier yeah, with well, Kevin I, Wilson. I still, I still don't think it matters who picks up that phone to call and talk to recruits if you ain't got money to give them. That's what I think recruiting's all boiling down to right now. We don't have the funds. We don't have the NIL deals to pay these guys.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean that's a topic for a whole nother day.
1: That's a whole nother topic for a whole another day. Marvin that's... Harrison, Marvin Harrison, can leave Ohio State right now and go make
0: millions upon millions. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could. I, I mean, I just heard it a few weeks ago. Ryan Day says we need. Thirteen million dollars just to retain the guys we have, and we're not anywhere close to that. And I just, yeah, that, that we're, okay, we're, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's a whole getting,
1: topic for another day. We we're getting
0: outbid by everybody, so I right. don't think it matters how many calls you make or who's making the call. Right. Yeah, but that's another think, topic for but, another day. But, but I see what you're saying. I just don't think I don't think he has but, but, the power to give up play calling. Yeah. But that uh,
1: that allows him to go to the defensive game. That, that allows him to not be in charge of the offensive game plan. That allows him to sit in it, make suggestions, be on the headset, and say, if Brian Hartline calls the play, no, you idiot. This is what I want in this situation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So And then, and then hey, let me go tell uh, J.K., Jim Knowles, hey, why are we – why did we switch up our zone coverage and decide to go man and let Lathan Ransom slip and fall for a seventy-six yard touchdown when we were getting coverage sacks? There was a couple times where we had excellent coverage running the zone, and just Stetson Bennett ran out of time, and we're only bringing four.
0: Yeah, I mean there were times of that, but I think if you just sit in the zone the last drive there's he's gonna pick it apart anyway i mean i i didn't have a problem with playing man i think that's we, the one player the players gotta be better we yeah yeah I man we saw that, that, that we that's, that's ransom he didn't really get burnt in the Michigan game um as the play i'm referring to but there's a play against michigan they hand the ball to donovan edwards and his angle was terrible and he got beat down the sideline. I mean, just flat out got beat in a foot race. Smoked. Right. So, to me, that's a player issue. That's not really a skiing issue. And to tell you the truth, um, I'm not saying Knowles is called a perfect game. I don't think either one of them did or anybody did. But <sighs> this might sound crazy, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't think the defense was the issue. I mean, come on, you got, Brett, you got to get stops at the end. But listen, come on, Brett, you had you, you got had out three opportunities. Oppor- no,
1: you had three opportunities in that fourth quarter. You just need yeah. one stop. You have yeah. you need no, you need one stop. You're out. Your your best offensive player is one A, one B. Okay, Marv yeah. Marv Saturday was one B to CJ's one A. Mm, maybe one B
0: is out of this game. Someone on that defensive side of the football needs to step up. Exactly, and I think that's player personnel. I don't think that's scheme. I think that's your DB stepping up.
1: It's the defensive side of football, something.
0: (laughs) I mean, that same team hung 50 or 60 on LSU. We're not LSU. I'm just saying. We're Ohio State.
1: We're Ohio State. And if we score 40 points in a playoff game, that should be an Ohio State victory, and we're celebrating, and we're going to go win number nine.
0: It should, but look at how atrocious our defense was last year. You can't tell me we're not 10 times better than we were last year. How many points did we give up to that team last year? We gave up 45 to Utah last year. 42. What was it? 48-45. Yeah, we gave it forty-five to Utah last year. Utah. So I think this defense is a lot better. I'm not saying they're great, but would they rank all year? Do you know? Yeah, they were. They were good. So, again,
1: yeah, it's player you got, personnel. You, you got
0: outscored eighteen to three. In the fourth quarter, right? Right. Okay. Marvin Harrison Jr., when did he get knocked out of that game?
1: 30 seconds to go in the third.
0: 30 seconds to go in the third. So, I just think we would have scored two more times if he's in the game. I mean, to 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 me, it's a lack of depth at receiver. Because when he went out of the game, who came in?
1: No nope. brett,
0: no one did. We bumped Xavier yeah. Johnson out a little bit or Joe <laughs> exactly. Royer. exactly. So if anybody gets some fingers pointed at him, why is it that receiver room a little deeper? But where's the where's the next guy? Where's Julian Fleming? Now he played good. Jul-
1: Julian Fleming had a nice day. He had five five receptions I for seventy one
0: yards. He played a good game. Where's that all year? He had he showed glimpses this year. Yeah,
1: You're thinking of, you're thinking Stonehands when it's Indiana, he had like four drops. Yeah. In Maryland, he had a couple drops. Yeah. Against the team up north, he didn't have a drop.
0: But he didn't have a real big impact.
1: But going back to your comment about uh, the defensive game, uh, play calling was alright. And you said the Oh, offensive game plan was all right. Mm-hmm. How is that offensive game plan graded in A-plus? It's got to be like a 99.9. Because
0: 9. we still couldn't run the ball. You got to be able to run the ball to win. That's the bottom line.
1: Okay, going into the game, Brett. Going into that game, Uh huh. if you would have told me on 32 carries Ohio State ran for 119 yards, mm-hmm. I'm saying we won that game.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you.
1: So we ran the ball.
0: Kind of. I just felt like it were. It was, I don't know, 32 yeah. carries. That's 32 plays it took you to get 120 yards. That's three yards a, a, a carry. Okay, Georgia. Well, that's perfect. That's perfect. Three yards a carry. I'm not complaining. Yeah. But how many of them big runs did we bust?
1: We had, a, we had a run for 17, and then CJ
0: scrambled for 27. Right there. there That's what I'm saying. It's quarterback runs. Take your quarterback. And that's what we've been complaining about all year. I understand. That's you can't what be I'm, hypocritical. That's, what, that's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm trying to make. If your quarterback runs all year, then guess what? You don't lose to Michigan.
1: Okay, but we're talking about the play calling in this
0: game. Yeah, and I said it was okay. It was good. Yeah. How I was it
1: an A plus? That's what my question was to you is how was it an A plus? You
0: gotta get your kicker closer than fifty yards, in my opinion. With that many time with that much time and two timeouts in college football, and the clock stops after the run play, you call a timeout and you gotta push it down the field a little bit. Okay. And here's a my here's my yard, counter a 50 yard field goal from the hash isn't a guarantee. Obviously. Here, here, here's my counter argument
1: to that is we only got down there is because of that 27-yard run by CJ. It was nothing designed. Uh, if that play don't happen, there's no way we even get close to field goal range because um, Georgia's, Georgia's defensive game plan changed immensely after Marvin Harrison got out. What they do? They started going man-to-man, man, let's hit you off the line, and let's bring the dogs at CJ. I'm
0: with you. I'm not taking anything away from CJ. What I'm saying, but but you're taking away. You just said we rushed the ball 32 times for 119, and one carry was what did you say, 27 yards? Yeah. So we rushed the ball 31 times for 80 yards, 90 yards. That's not great, but you're doing it against. You're doing it against. I know you're, you're, doing, you're doing it against an NFL defensive tackle.
1: You're doing it. You're doing it against the for the past 18 months the best defense in college football, and you hung 41 points on them. Yeah, 41.
0: Debatable. If that's debatable, I don't know that they're the best in college football. Brett Peyton, I don't think that. Look at where they're ranked. Who's better? I don't know, but Brett, Brett Iowa, it's been Iowa. we've
1: been talking we've been talking about this Georgia defense for the past eighteen months. We've talked about
0: Jalen Carter and Keely Ringo. That's who we've talked about. Where's their line? <laughs> what's their linebackers' names? Do you know? Christopher Smith. I know their linebackers from last year more than I know them from this year. Nicoby Dean. <laughs> yeah, where was he at? Okay,
1: but we we saying. No, we've made this defense going into it. We've made this defense of Georgia. They're vulnerable in the past game. We knew we – we thought we'd have to be one-dimensional
0: to beat them. Yeah, and we basically were. Now, I was elated. Trust me. we're Okay, down. okay. But we're some down. of those
1: runs by Dallin Hayden, there wasn't, there wasn't many times where we were just getting stopped at the line. And we're, I get, we're
0: setting up shop second and nine, guys. I'm I'm not disputing that. I'm saying because that's where I go back to saying that's where I go back to saying numbers don't lie. Thirty-two carries for one nineteen is not impressive with a twenty-seven yard quarterback scramble. Okay, then they're this is the reigning champion.
1: They rushed twenty-six times for one thirty-five, and they had a long of fifty-two.
0: Yeah. So that proves my point. Our defense played pretty damn good. Okay, but you're putting it on the defense because they gave up eighteen points in the fourth quarter.
1: You had all you had to do is stop.
0: I'm putting it on just the outcome of the game because your best player left the game. So we couldn't move the ball. Again, when our defense is giving up big plays or big yards, how long have they been on the field? Let's just take the Georgia game, for instance. How long were they on the field in the fourth quarter, you think? A lot. Okay, against Michigan, how long were they on the field? Not only in the fourth quarter, but the second half. Not that long because they were giving up big plays. (laughs) But the offense wasn't doing nothing against Michigan. But but they weren't on the field long. They were giving up big plays. Okay, well, we could argue that for another day. But the time possession was even, and we killed them the first half against Michigan. But we can go back and argue that. (laughs) All I'm saying is I don't think Ryan Day giving up play calling – is going to help the defense that much more. No, I'm that's, the whole
1: no. Thing. And th- 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 that's not what I'm meaning. I'm, I'm, I'm complimenting coach day and self-reflecting that. Okay. 11 wins, a, pl- a chance to go to the playoff. Isn't good enough here. He did it last year. He realized, okay, 11 wins going to the a Rose bowl championship. a play like Ohio state. It's not good enough. What did he do last year? He turned over his defensive staff. He goes, gets Tim Walton, Perry Eliano, Jim Knowles, okay. To okay.
0: so let those guys cook for another year and let them right, right, get right. those guys in there,
1: right. And then, but, but again, so he did that for his year. We went eleven and two. But I hey, guess what we got in the, we got in the dance. We we got a back door in the dance, but we still finished eleven and two. Mm-hmm. And what's he do? He self evaluates and says it's still not good enough here. What what do I need to do better? I'm giving up what I'm best at to go help my put my insight where it needs to go. I, I just, that's where I'm compliment, that's where I'm complimenting him at is. There's so many other coaches, Jimbo Fisher. There's so many other coaches that are so I'm good at what I do. I'm not going to give it up. I, you know this is why I got the Ohio State job, is because of my ability to play call. Mm-hmm. That's why he got the Ohio State job. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why Lincoln would, Riley. Okay, why would the you only the only other elite offensive mind, and I would that is a head coach is Lincoln Riley.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe he should start focusing more on his defense. They just lost to Tulane.
0: Yeah, they lost to Tulane on a bonehead play. They gave up. For... <sighs> their guy didn't have to catch the ball at the two yard line on kickoff. <sighs> okay, but I'm you know what I'm saying It's... Lake well, and Riley's never came from a team that's ever played defense. I mean, he coached at Oklahoma. they don't play defense either. Why do you think they hired Brett Venables? right so i'm I'm just saying I'm just saying it's 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 a job just, well done. I think Ohio State and Ryan Day, if he gives up play calling, is taking a step backwards. I think you should just let Jim Knowles, the guys that you trusted and you hired, run the defense, and why would you change anything we're doing? Because
1: Because we're losing to Michigan two straight years. We gotta figure something out.
0: <sighs> we're losing to Michigan two straight years, but why is that? Because we don't have a quarterback that'll take off and go. That's what I've been trying to tell you guys all year. And everybody wants to say you don't have to have a quarterback to run horse hockey. Even the unathletic ones take off and run every once in a while or extend plays or climb the pocket maneuver a pocket. We Didn't even have a guy that'll do that till Saturday. And then I thought, my god, this guy plays like this all year. Nobody's touching us. Okay, Brett, but here's the hung 70 on freaking Penn State. Brett, think oh, of this as like
1: a, a real life job. You're sitting in a meeting, okay, okay, hands, you know, hands on your chin. I mean, not looking real professional, I mean, kind of going through the motions. If your boss is sitting in that meeting, you best believe you're going to be more engaged. Yeah, I want to know how many meetings Ryan Day has been to on that defensive side of the ball, and's uh-huh. been there longer than 15 minutes. Well, that we don't know exactly, but I'm if I had a guess.
0: Okay, so, so you really think him spending more time? I'm just going to ask this: you think him spending more time? With Jim Knowles, is going to fix the defensive problems.
1: Um, I mean, I, I'm just saying what I meant by this argument is that's credit to Ryan Day for self-evaluating. It is. That the program's not good enough. Let's try to change something to make it better.
0: That's great. That's great. I, I'm all for it. But, again, I'm going to go back to a run game and a defense. And I just don't know – I just don't know that him giving up play calling is really going to help the defense out that much. I mean, you give it – Jim Knowles has coached 13 games now at Ohio State. Not Oklahoma State, but Ohio State. I think we just give the guy a little bit of time. I think he'll figure it out. But you got to look at it from Ryan Day's perspective.
1: He can't give it a little more time because if he loses Michigan, he's gone. He ain't going
0: to have any more time. I understand, but so why would you give up the thing you're good at then and trust it with somebody else? Because you don't want to.
1: If if I'm doing something like if I have a job and I have to trust on a Bose, uh, okay, a guy I, I kind of trust to make sure it gets better, and it still doesn't, that following chance I got to do that job or whatever, I'm gonna pay a little more attention to him to make sure he's doing it right.
0: Yeah. I mean that's fair, but
1: I just think he'll take a That step two million dollars that Jim Knowles is making isn't equivalent to the ten million or whatever that Ryan Day's making.
0: No, it's not, but there's a reason you paid the guy two million. He obviously knows the game of football. He obviously knows defense or you wouldn't have paid him two million dollars. There's plenty of connections out there that if you really thought you needed that much help on defense, you'd have paid another cat. Maybe I'm just I just I don't know I just don't I just think it would be a move it would be backwards it'd be a back again I don't think it's a step back because it's still gonna be the Ryan
1: Day offense I heard this on a podcast today that when Ryan Day Kevin Wilson and Ed Warner were still the offensive coordinator it was still Urban's offense it was still designed with the quarterback run
0: yeah. Because that was Urban's go-to, and when, when he needed to play, it was just quarterback run.
1: Okay, but it was still Ur- – Urban had all his fingerprints on there. Okay. Ryan's fingerprints are still going to be all over this offense, but just not as engaged in meetings.
0: Maybe. Again, my problem is with Ryan Day's offense, because he, to me, it's he wants to throw the ball all the time. We haven't had a run game in the last two seasons. I don't feel like there's going to be, and, and I'll just say this. I coached offensive line. I played offensive line, not at this level by any means, but let's say, okay, we go with your scenario. So Justin Fry is going to call the run plays or be the run game coordinator. And Brian Hartline is going to be the passing coordinator. Let's just say, okay. And it's third and three. Well, if I'm Justin Fry, we can run the ball. In my mind, we should be able to run the ball and get those three yards. But in Brian Hartline's head, he might be thinking, there ain't no way we can run the ball, which this year I wouldn't trust us running the ball for three yards. Third and three, we're probably throwing it. That's okay. You know what the beauty of this is? We got to be able to line up and pound it for three yards. You know what the beauty of this is, though, Brett? What? Ryan Day's not Brady
1: Hoke. He's wearing a headset. He can he's the Trump, all right? He's the Jack of Diamonds.
0: I understand.
1: Okay, he could say, Justin, give me your best play right here. Brian, give me your best play right here. Okay. He's still Trump's all. He's still the Trump.
0: I get that, but I think Co co-coordinators i think is kind of a bogus title because i think there's still only one guy calling the shots and then i think when you do have two i just think it's atrocious
1: Mm, right but But you have you have one in the box you okay kevin wilson was not calling plays on this team no but he had the title offensive coordinator because he was in the box mainly the one talking to ryan Day. right so i think I think that happens. I think you're someone's getting told they're the offensive coordinator if they're on the field or in the box, and the other ones relaying messages from vice versa.
0: Right. I, I mean, I get all that. I get all that, but I don't know. But uh, all right, let's change think, the topic. I just, take... I just think stepping away from play calling is a terrible mistake. Now, just leave right. it. We will have a we'll have a long time to discuss about it and
1: who knows if it's true. Um Herb Herbstreet just said it. And from it. it, their production meetings. Again. So you wonder you I, wonder how, how down in the dumps Ryan Day was questioning himself after only scoring three points against Tino team up north where maybe I don't maybe I don't got the, the touch anymore. We'll but get after, sa- but after the Saturday front. night, but after Saturday night, the dude's got the touch. He's still one of the best to do it. Well he only scored three points in the fourth quarter. He scored 40 freaking points on the best <laughs> defense in college football. I get it. He scored 48 on you with, with your two starting running backs <laughs> out, the game plan was masterful.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. Anyways. Urban minor scored 42 on uh, Alabama. Yeah. And won the game. Won the game. By a touchdown. He doesn't throw a reverse pass before halftime. Does the does Ohio State win that game? Maybe He's, not. We, if we you, play, if you look at that no we can play this game first,
1: if if you look at that first half of twenty fourteen, Ohio State dominated that game. They were just kicking field goals in the red area.
0: Yeah, we did that against Clemson about three years ago, too, and it ended up losing us again. Yeah. Ryan Day's first debut in the college football playoff.
1: And what happened in the second debut? His second. Kicked him. Kicked him. The same aggressiveness and energy was there.
0: Yeah, so why don't I get that week one through 12 or 13? Why don't I get that? Yeah, that, that, right that, 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 right that's there. a question
1: we can't answer. Well,
0: it's time to stay. And
1: I and I hope and I hope going eleven and two again this year, missing out on your goals again. All right, that's two years in a row, Ryan. Maybe quit walking. And I mean, yeah, maybe you're showing that emotion every
0: freaking game, just screaming, yelling. He needs to because yeah. again, you said earlier this year, team follows their leader, right? All right. Okay, so maybe him not screaming and yelling allows C.J. to not scream and yell and just play soft all year like he has been. And now with Ryan Day cranking it up, C.J. cranks it up. I mean, is it a coincidence that C.J. just happened to play his tail off? That's a good point. I mean, so maybe you needed every game. Maybe you shouldn't walk into Michigan next year, walk into the big house thinking, yeah, well, we're just going to show up business as usual. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, piss on that. I mean, show some emotion. Right. Because I haven't seen it. That's the first time I saw it out of Ryan Day. I don't know. I, I mean, I can't uh, think it, it was it
1: a, Yeah, I don't think he showed it that to this extent in 20 against Clemson or even 19 against Clemson. No. But it, it was a joyousy. And this leads for another topic. We can quit talking about the play calling. Um, How do you feel after this game, the direction of the Ohio State
0: program, rather than how you felt after the Michigan game? I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better, but I will say this. Um, You're losing one guy, basically. Okay. Eh. Huh? Easy. What? Well, who else are you losing?
1: <laughs> First of all, t- who are you losing? Your big boys up front. You you could legitimately lose four, Brett. Oh my gosh, they're, they're average.
0: They're average.
1: <sighs> I thought they played. They played a heck of a ball game.
0: They played good.
1: Keeping CJ upright. <clears throat> I thought they played terrific. You know how hard it is.
0: You know how many times they got stunted up and didn't have a clue who they were blocking. How many times did he have to maneuver a little bit? I, they played good. I don't think they played great.
1: But okay, I'd and rather I, have guys. I'd rather have guys. Out of those guys I'd, up front,
0: who's ready to go to the NFL right now? Name Harris
1: me. Johnson Jr. I seen as a lock. Only one. Okay, but only one. But I I have seen tweets that says Dewan Jones could go. Awful decision. He's Matthew, not Matthew Jones, timeout.
0: Awful decision.
1: The secret after C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison, you're arguing between Emeka Ibuka or Matthew Jones, who, had, who was the best player on Ohio State's offense. The job Matthew Jones did was terrific. So, I, I don't disagree, <laughs> but I think he's NFL ready. Okay, but I'm just saying, his draft stock's up for holder. blocking Jalen uh, Carter on one leg. Oh, I mean, he had a high ankle sprain. With we four weeks to heal, but yeah. But we know that high ankle sprains are sometimes could be worse than a broken ankle, even. They can be. And then, Luke Whippler.
0: Where's he gone?
1: Rumor has it that he could leave for the pros, too. Awful. Now, I only think Paris Johnson Jr. goes, but if you lose both your tackles, that's tough.
0: Well, then I don't think Ryan Day should uh, worry about uh, going to the defense. He should probably just worry about the play calls because you are probably going to have to. Okay, we're out not we're not going,
1: going back into that conversation because
0: you are probably going to have to figure out how to keep your new quarterback upright if you are losing both tackles.
1: Okay, well, that's another topic for another day, and we have nine months to talk about that. I am just saying so,
0: you are losing one guy, and that's your quarterback on offense. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So how ended. do you feel?
1: Go back to the original question and answer that, please.
0: Okay. J.S.N. didn't play all year, so you don't lose there. You got all your running backs coming back, right? Pending portal. Yeah. Well, a couple of them could leave, and that wouldn't bother me none. Um. Anyway, so you're losing one guy, and C.J. Shroud. Um. So I'm pretty confident, and and on defense, who are you losing?
1: Ronnie Hickman.
0: Okay, he's a big loss. I I like Ronnie Hickman. I like how he plays.
1: I believe Tanner McAllister.
0: Thank God. Zach
1: Harrison has came on late. He's good. He's he's a stud. Now, yeah, you're right on defense. Our front seven should be nasty as long as Tommy
0: stays. (laughs) (laughs) Tanner McAllister, he can hit the road, dude. He's off. Yeah, and
1: did you see we got uh, Jihad Carter from uh, Syracuse? No. In the portal? The number one safety in the portal. We just just landed him tonight.
0: Good, because we need one of them.
1: Yep, but we need corners. Uh, J.K. Johnson just hit the portal. So you're depleted at the corner position. But anyways, continue on.
0: Well, I just I feel pretty confident. I think you give Jim Knowles another year, and if Ryan Day stays on the right side of the football, I think we could be pretty nasty. All right. You're right for my take about and how I, I feel. Th- and who do you think's playing quarterback next year? Devin Brown. All right. That's my pick, too. Anyway, so you yeah. ready right for my takeaway.
1: I think, yeah, I've, like we said when – Buckeye fans didn't want to make the playoff. We're just going to get blown out. We already feel as worse as we could possibly feel. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, Saturday sucked. Felt pretty bad. But it was a lot better than going and winning the Rose Bowl against Utah again. If this makes sense, because the way you just – we basically seen the national championship. You're one play away. From number nine, basically, because you would be 13.9 to 13 point favorites in that national championship game feels a lot like 2014, where the championship was won in the semifinal. You're one play away. So being in the playoff was huge Mm -hmm. going springboarding us into this Mm offseason. And that's a testament to number seven, who played like a champ. That's a testament to your head coach. And then – that, and that's a testament to your defense being in it for three quarters against that – against a defending national champion. So three,
0: Three and a half. I'd give them three and a half.
1: Okay, three and a half. So, as a Buckeye fan, after two days after, I feel a lot better. But, man, I don't know about you – I witnessed that Michigan loss in person, and I thought it was the worst loss of Buck, my Buckeye fandom mm-hmm. I think this one hurt this one could be the most devastating because number nine number nine was right there number nine national championship number nine if you win that game if you make one more freaking play, you're hoisting that national championship trophy on Monday. That's what hurts the worst is knowing, okay, 2019 – no, yeah, 2019 hurt pretty bad. And, and you lost to Clemson the way you did where you thought you kind of got hosed by the referees.
0: hmm
1: But you had LSU the next game, one of the best rosters and juggernauts where that, – that's a tough game to stay in. Where Yeah. Where this year you were going to play Texas Christian University. Yeah, but they're not bad. Michigan, okay, Brett, Michigan was still the better team in that game. They oh, went
0: Okay, okay, so if we want to compare, you're right. Okay, it's still It hurt, whatever. I still feel like Clemson hurt worse. I feel like I felt worse after the Michigan game this year. I'm telling you what, I was devastated. I was disappointed we lost Saturday. The Michigan game, I felt like I just needed a week to mourn and grieve because we were that terrible. I was really happy with the way we played. And it's a lot to do with number seven. And again, I think it just makes me frustrated that we didn't see that all year. But nevertheless, he waited to the last game to do it. Whatever. Great job. But you just said that TCU, like you're inferring that TCU is not that good. This offense just hung 51 on a defense that we couldn't manufacture. 24, what did we score, 24 points, 23 points? 51
1: subtract 14.
0: Well, you can, but they still hung more points than what we did. Right, but I'm saying and they, they dominated that game start to finish more than we did.
1: I'm saying Michigan was looking past. Michigan was looking towards
0: Georgia. You can't do that.
1: I get I feel your like jam- that's what they're doing that Did you jam- not listen? Did you not listen to JJ's jam- presser going into it? Did you not listen to the Michigan's Presser, Michigan
0: players' pressers going into this game? Yeah, they were riding the high from beating us. They were riding the high. I get it. But I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> again, to just reiterate my point about Ryan Day giving up play calling duties. Uh I just don't think that's the answer because you only scored 23 points against Michigan, 24 or whatever we scored.
1: But some were saying in the Buckeye beat that Ryan Day's got to give it up.
0: Well, that's fine who you give it up, but it's like when you fire a head coach, you better have a plan to come in because who do you want calling him if Ryan Day's not?
1: I, I have trust full-heartedly in Brian Hartline.
0: I see. I'd rather have uh Fry, Justin Fry.
1: I'd I i do not want to watch another offensive lineman call plays. We've tried that already. They've never but, touched the ball in game. Why are we gonna let them trust to call yeah, but, plays?
0: But we tried it with Ed Warner, who's an okay idiot. At least this guy worked with right, how many how
1: many how many offensive minds how here, many up. offensive minds were offensive linemen? No, not no offense to the big guys. You can't play this game without those big guys. But all these guys are former quarterbacks, receivers, running backs. They're not offensive linemen. Kevin Wilson, eh. I guess I got a bad taste in my mouth from Ed Warner. I'm not going to trust an offensive lineman to call plays.
0: Why aren't offensive linemen given chances to call plays? Because Ed Warner ruined it for all of them. Well, I don't know if that's the case ruin it for all of them
1: at Ohio State. It better be Brian Hartline. That's a way to secure that man in Columbus.
0: Is Brian Hartline that great? That's my only question. I love Brian Hartline, but is he that great? I
1: think so. Uh, I think he's really good. That's why he's been offered many jobs. Other people see it.
0: I just think that's a, that's a big name. That's a name people know, and I think he did. Ohio know
1: people know Brett. I Ohio, think he Ohio no. people know Brian Hartline. Well,
0: no, I think he's well known.
1: I don't think he's a national he, name. I think so. He he he's made himself a national name because, because he of
0: recruits. Because he recruits, so I think everybody knows who he is. But again, okay. the, but but most he, of
1: the time, most of the time. Schools like UCF, Cincinnati aren't hiring position coaches. That happens very seldom. They're not hiring position coaches to go be a head coach. They hire coordinators. Right. So they know this dude's legit.
0: Yeah. Maybe. He might be. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, who, who knows? I've heard so much good about Coach Key, Coach Keenan he- Bailey. Is he ready to call plays is all that is Brian Hart ready to call plays?
1: Yes. He's been in the system
0: for a very long time. I don't I disagree. I don't think he's ready to call plays. You think Justin Fry is though? Well yeah. Didn't didn't he do it at UCLA? No. He didn't call play he didn't call the run game at UCLA. Chip Kelly does, Bub. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I understand Chip Kelly does, but Ryan Day does ours too. So why change it? I, th-
1: I think it's a good change. I think it's something different. The only in the past twenty for years, the only.
0: If I'm wrong, I'll do a whole hour episode of saying how wrong I was. But I, think I and I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait either, because I I don't think it's going to help the defense any to give up play calling.
1: I think it I think it does because I think it just being at the games, when the defense is on the field, he's down at the other end of the sideline communicating with Kevin Wilson. Yeah. And upstairs and looking at his play sheet. What would he this be makes, doing?
0: What, what would he be doing if he's not doing that? What's he gonna be he's doing? He's roaming the sideline the sideline like
1: Urban. He's he's flipping back and forth to the channels. Yeah. He's being a head football coach like he's paid to do. I understand. The great Nick Saban doesn't call plays. Davo nope. Sweeney doesn't call plays. Bill That's Belichick.
0: Look Where they're at? <laughs> what? Yeah, Clemson. They're they're pretty good. Okay, Clemson. Kirby Smart doesn't. No, he's a great off a defensive mind. No, Chip Kelly does though.
1: Yeah, and how many national championships does he have? Well, we're not. Could have had one. Well, in that case, also, Ohio State could have had two with Ryan Day. He's also but we don't.
0: He's also at a school that they didn't even know had football until about two thousand five. Oh my gosh! Or was at a school? I guess I'd say he was at a school in Oregon that didn't even know didn't even know they had a football team till then. Oh my gosh. I I keep forgetting you were born in two thousand two. You don't remember where the uh, up tempo offense really started. It was with Chip Kelly at Oregon. It was with
1: Chip Kelly at Oregon. I was I, I'm well aware.
0: Well, I'm just saying.
1: Well, how many national championships does he have? How many's Ryan Day
0: got? Zero. Zero. But he calls our offense. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm getting at. And a... Orgeron. oh no, no, let's look back twenty years. This past 20 years, dude, I'm not saying that he can't step away from it. All I'm saying is with the guys you have on staff, it ain't going to fly because I don't trust any of them. I I, trust Justin Fry. I trust three of them. Well, I don't. That's it. I
1: might might even trust Tony
0: Alford. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Now we're pushing
1: it. But I feel so much better about this Ohio State, and I feel that this one was the worst loss just because knowing that you had number nine waiting for you in your back closet. You just had to go take it in L.A. That's the part that hurts the worst. Um, my final thoughts on this
0: game. Could, could we have beat Georgia last year? Boy. Could we have beat yes, – yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. We obviously didn't beat Bama in twenty. Um could we have beat LSU?
1: I think that that could have been a national championship that is we remember just like oh five Texas USC. I mean we had dudes
0: on the defensive
1: side yeah. of football.
0: Can could we have beat any of the Clemson Alabamas back and forth between twenty fifteen and twenty eighteen?
1: 2015, absolutely, we had the best team in college football. It just took Michael Geiger to do a little windmill in the horseshoe and we not hand the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. So I guarantee – and 2015, absolutely. 2016, we're really young. We weren't good. We got blown out, obviously, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 2017, JT senior year. That was an average
0: Buckeye team. Who got beat by Iowa? Iowa and Oklahoma. A couple bad losses for the Herbs.
1: Yeah, a couple bad losses for Urban. Urban had some bad losses, guys. We we don't remember that. We forget about those.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I don't know.
1: I I mean, now now 2018, Dwayne Haskins.
0: Yeah. You talk about a defense that was atrocious.
1: But an at offense, I could just hang points on you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. You got to be able to stop people. I know I'm contradicting myself a little bit, but our defense played pretty damn good this week for three and a half quarters, I thought.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that. I just The part that gets me is you just need to get one stop in that fourth quarter
0: and you win that game. You do need to get one stop, but I just think, uh, again, the zone coverage, yeah, you probably could have went to. That's easy to say now. I mean, I don't know. You don't really expect Yeah, it's easy to be a Monday morning coach. You don't really just expect your DB to just fall down. I mean, just get ran by pretty much. Right. So One of
1: your most athletic dudes.
0: Yeah, and that happened. So, and again, here's what I will say Marvin Harrison Jr. not playing the fourth quarter is what lost the game. Yeah, I mean, Marvin I,
1: Harrison Jr. Hopefully. plays that fourth quarter, we won the game.
0: Yeah, because exactly what you said earlier. I mean, they can't just play man and bring all sorts of heat at CJ. They have to play what they were doing all game, which was bracket Marv. So, I mean, that, that changes the, the game. Team. Kate Stover going out didn't help.
1: Kids, exactly. You're out. Tight end one, tight end two. RB one, RB two. Wide receiver one. That's that's tough, and you're still positioned to win the game. No, and I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not going to make an excuse. What, I, what? But what I will say is, in, um, in that scenario, in that scenario, if you look, if you're asking me, and you said your defense has three chances, all they need is to get one stop.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, and their tight end left the game, too. Not Bowers, but the other Yeah, but, yeah they
1: still had their best tight end. Bro- and oh, timeout. I would give our defense credit. The job they did on Brock Bowers. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal.
0: Phenomenal. And where's this Where's this kid at all year? I mean, that's not in your game plan until you get there. Uh, the wide receiver that played.
1: Arian Smith. Been
0: out all year. Right. Yeah. Th- I mean, there's, there's the wrinkle. And again. I know you gave up 42 points, but again, I just felt like the defense. I know they gave up big chunk plays again, but I thought they played pretty well for the yeah, most part. And, and
1: I think in Georgia, you're having a different conversation on if Ohio State wins this game. And the Georgia podcast down there are saying you gave up 41 to Ohio State, and you're the best in America. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Again, so, a, a team that Michigan held to twenty four points. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I mean, all in all, Buckeyes, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm proud. Uh,
1: exactly. It That's sucks. Worst loss. Four days later, whatever. I'm glad I rocked the scarlet and gray.
0: Yeah, and it sucks. It really does. I hate losing, but and I know I was negative mostly on this podcast today, but it was nice to see CJ finally play and Ryan day finally coach. And I think if you do that more and the next guy that comes in to play quarterback, whether it's Devin Brown or Kyle McCord or some cat off the street, whoever it may be, um, you got to play with that. You got to coach with that. You got to play with that. I think if you just roll out there and you're just ho hum, that's the performance you're gonna get like we got all year. You got you
1: you if no matter who the quarterback is next year, you're throwing to an embarrassment of riches
0: and yeah. it it should be really fun. It should be. Now, before we get into the picks, I know that took way longer than what we anticipated. Um let's talk about Michigan TCU a little bit. Touched on it a little bit. TCU wins 51-45, right? Right. Um, What was your takeaway from that game? I mean, obviously, I think Michigan overlooked them a little bit, like you mentioned. I think uh,
1: the job of Sonny Dykes is – this could go down as one of the best coaching jobs in the history of college football.
0: Could be, yeah.
1: I mean, this is impressive, and I think – uh, that Jim Harbaugh is zero for six now in his last six attempts at bowl games, so now he has to reevaluate himself on how he does bowl preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think JJ McCarthy, JJ McCarthy, is who we thought we, he thought he was—an average quarterback at best. Yeah, and that was shown. So we made Michigan look really, really good, November twenty-sixth, and that. There's no other way to put it, and um, um, other than that, congratulations to the Horn Frogs. That was a big win, and I think Michigan was overlooking. If you hear, you know, the media going into that Fiesta Bowl, they're running the three-three, whatever defense. They they can't stop the run with that. We're too physical. We're Michigan. It's our brand, and you have to. That's why we play the games hmm No ands, ifs, or buts about it. And uh, I think Harbaugh got out coached. So, if you're a Michigan fan, you feel hurt just like Ohio State fans, but you have to feel in a different direction That Ohio State. Ohio State feels real promising knowing that you're one play away. As a Michigan fan, you got to think, how do we lose to TCU? There's got to be more question marks than, you know, p- p- pride
0: like we feel. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'll suck at that, and that's all the time we'll spend on that because we could talk about that all night. Yep, go Bucks. Michigan sucks. Yep, and uh, best of luck to you. Uh, real quick, because we won't come back on before the national championship next week, who you got and by how much?
1: Boy, this national championship game, just think of what the ratings would have been if Ohio State and uh, – Michigan were either one of them were in this, but I think the ratings are going to be down. Georgia's favored by twelve and a half. I think they're going to win. And now that sports betting's legal and that I could have potentially place a bet on this game, <laughs> I am going to take the Horn Frogs to cover, just because they're going to be inspired and they're just going to be playing again where people are counting them out.
0: Yeah, what is it, thirteen and a half?
1: Twelve and a half now.
0: Twelve and a half. I told. Cue ball the other night, um, I said, "Man, I would hammer that. Like I would take TCU on that all day." Absolutely. I just George is good, but I don't think they're two touchdowns better. Um, I don't know. Maybe they are, but I would I would take TCU in the points there for sure. Um,
1: but yeah, uh, it, it should be a good one. Did you see that the ratings of that Ohio State-Georgia game uh, is the highest rating since the 2014 Ohio State-Alabama game in the playoff era?
0: <laughs> should be. That's why when it's, there's uh, when it's up for debate, if Ohio State should get in, that's why they put them in all the time, right? There's the answer, folks.
1: And, th- and that's that's the reason why we always get the varsity games. We always get the 8 p.m. starts instead of the early window. Yep. The, the brand goes a lot, lot – uh, far more ways than – any other brand in college football? There's Buckeyes everywhere.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, I'm going to be that. tuned in,
1: but not heavily tuned in.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to be tuned in just because I love football. So I'm going to oh, take I'm, Georgia, I'm, yeah. I'm going to take Georgia to win, and I think, um, it's going to be about a ten-point game. Um. I think Georgia wins somewhere 41-31. Uh,
1: That's something. a fair estimate. Yeah, I'm going to be tuned in, but I, I, I'm going to get solely as soon as it starts because it should be the Buckeyes. That's how I feel every time Ohio that 2019 national championship game.
0: Well, you can't do that to yourself.
1: I know, but I do. I just can't help it.
0: I don't know. I just don't feel as bad this year as I have in years past because I feel like we finally saw our best game. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, let's get into the picks. I know we've, we have we've went a little over. Heck, we're working on uh, about an hour and 20 minutes already. Um, let's get into our picks this week. We don't have a guest picker because of – that game not being finished Monday night between the Bills and the Bengals. We had about a four-way tie between um Jeff Mormon, Coach Ryan Jerome, the Love Muscle, um, and I believe Brady Stabler was all right around nine. So one of those guys when we came on, we decided to uh not have those guys on. Hey Brett, guess who just crashed the party? Who's that?
1: Your favorite.
0: Oh gosh.
1: <laughs> she she said that this is the only way she gets in on the picks. This is the only way? She yeah, 'cause she said I get Luke in here cause I need to copy him. Oh my no, god. No, this is only a one time thing. This is only she said this is the only time that she can get on the pie because she will never win. And I mean she did get us right. some pretty sweet across the field hats.
0: She got us some sweet hats, so if she's if you're in, Kate, let's go. Let's get in on the picks. We got we got a surprise for you tonight, folks. Wow, th- this throw me off guard. So don't sound
1: like an idiot. Don't embarrass yourself and let's go. <laughs> hey,
0: let's take a break real quick. All right, let's get in on the picks. We got Kate joining us. Surprise here. I didn't know this was happening. Peyton surprises. Kate surprises. I did not know this was happening. Kate just surprised well, us. Well, since we had a tie and don't really know who won, this is fine. Let's have Kate on. And she got us some dope hats. Dope hats, Kate. Thanks a lot again for that.
1: You're welcome. I'm kind of mad that they didn't get a shout-out on Twitter.
0: Ah, oh, Not yet. I forgot. I was sick last week. I tell you what, even when we were recorded.
1: Excuses, excuses.
0: All right. It's going out as soon as we get off here.
1: Okay. Better.
0: On Twitter. Um. Hold on, I gotta pull these up real quick. Okay. You want to start with NFL? Well, yeah, let's go NFL. Start with NFL. Let's go Saturday afternoon. We've got the 13 and 3 Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Vegas. To take on the six and ten Raiders. The Chiefs
1: in the division game. They're favored by seven and a half over unders fifty
0: two and a half. How you taking Brett? Um, I know that they're probably going to sit some guys out, but, um, maybe not because they want to keep that number one seed, right? Yeah. Yeah. They
1: got to win to get this number one seed.
0: Yeah. So they're not going to sit too many guys. Hopefully they get ahead early and they get guys out so they don't get hurt. So in that case, uh, let me get the chief to cover. Um, what's spread seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I won't go that far. It might be seven point win, but I, I'm going to take Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs. I'm going to take Tony Springer's Chiefs as well, but I don't take them to cover. You don't think they cover? Yeah, I nope. think I think it's a three to seven point game. Somewhere right in there. All right, the next one. You've got the. Uh, seven and nine Titans traveling to Jacksonville take on the red-hot eight-and-eight Jaguars. Boy, this is going
1: to be fun. Trevor Lawrence and then whoever uh, in the fighting variables. In Jacksonville, Marcus Miller's Jaguars are favored by six-and-a-half over-unders
0: 40. Knowing what I know now, just with the way that Jacksonville's playing, shot to get in the playoffs, uh, don't know what guys Tennessee's going to be playing Uh, because I'm pretty sure they're eliminated. Um, Don't know that for a fact, I'm guessing. But uh, give me the Jaguars at home. Jags. I'm
1: also going to take the Jags. We're all piggybacking off each other. Trevor Lawrence playing really good football. Dougie Peterson. Wow. But don't put it past Vrabel. I think this comes down to a uh, field goal. So I'm taking the Titans to cover.
0: All right. Uh, the next one, the only tie, or well, I guess it ain't the only tie we've had, but the, a tie from earlier on this season. you got the 4-11-1 Colts playing host to the 2-13-1 Houston Texans. Boy, oh boy. Indianapolis
1: at home is favored by 2.5, over-unders 38.
0: I'm going to take uh, Houston in this one uh, because I think they always get a game that maybe they probably shouldn't, with it being an indie. So give me uh, Houston with the upset here.
1: I'm going with Colts.
0: Kate's taking
1: Jeff Saturday's Colts. Brett, I'm agreeing with you. I'm taking the Texans. Hey, I heard I heard something today. This this on track to the Colts. Jim Harbaugh's name's floating around for that Colts job. Mm-hmm. And then I seen a picture of. CJ Stroud in a Colts uniform. I would hate that for Stroud. I'd rather have him have Jeff Saturday as a coach, but I love the fact that he's playing in a dome for his home field.
0: Well, he needs to play in a dome, <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless he. I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yep. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, Sunday night game. Uh, you got the Lions packers the lions uh both teams come in excuse me at eight and eight um at lambeau field what do we got here Pete? the date
1: and prices green bay packers favored by four and a half at home over unders 49 last well no last uh regular season carry under what of the season
0: for sure um I'm not going to pick against Aaron Rodgers at home on Sunday night with a chance to get in the playoffs. So my pick's easy. I'm going Green Bay. Packers. Kate's okay, taking the Packers. Again, Brett, I'm piggybacking off of exactly
1: what you said. Aaron Rodgers, chance to go to the playoffs. Lambeau Field, 30 degree weather. You're an idiot if you don't take him. And I have Green Bay to cover as well, covering that four and a half point spread. Yeah, I agree. I think they went big again, actually.
0: <sighs> mm-hmm. They're rolling. So. That's that for the NFL. All right. Let's go to um, college basketball before we go to high school hoops. Sounds um, good. Big one Thursday night uh, at the shot. Uh, number one, Purdue comes in at 13-1. and to Columbus take on the 24-ranked Buckeyes, who are 10-3 and three to this point.
1: Um, we don't do spreads for NCAA basketball, did we, Brett?
0: Uh, No, because I think they don't release them until later. Right. I don't know if they've got them up yet or not. You can check, but I don't think so. Usually they come out about the day before. Gotcha. Let's just skip them. We'll just just get through the picks here. So, um, you go ahead, Peyton. Who do you you got in this one?
1: If Purdue was coming in undefeated, Ohio State has a chance to play – Spoiler. Man, I, I have Ohio State. This is such an Ohio State type of game, think, a Chris Holtman type of game, thinking about what happened last year against Duke. But my fandom's getting in the way. I think Bryce Sensaball is feeling himself right now. Buckeye Nation's going to be out in full force. That's always a big time. This is the biggest home game of the season for Ohio State. Their mm. conference schedule's really not that deep after that. So I think Buckeye Nation show up in full force. I have a ticket, so if anybody wants a student section ticket, hit me up. I will not be attending. So uh, give me the Buckeyes in the shot. Kate?
0: All right. Buckeyes. All right, we're all on Ohio State because I'm not going to pick against the Bucks. I think the nut house is going to be uh, – I think it's going to be jumping, even though students aren't back on campus yet, right, Pete? Right. But I still think I think they'll show up. I think some. uh, I don't know. I just think it's gonna be rocking. I'm taking Ohio State at home. Uh, The next one, let's move to uh, Saturday. Uh, You got number 17 TCU, who is 12 and one, playing host to number 25 Iowa State, who is 10 and two.
1: Again, I have not watched college. I don't watch college basketball really till. Other than the Buckeyes till college football gets over, so my expertise on these two schools isn't what it should be. Um, but I think Fort Worth, Texas, the Texas Christian University, they're going to be on a high all weekend long, riding into Monday. Let's go, Horn
0: Frogs! Give me TCU.
1: I'm taking TCU.
0: All right, we're on TCU. I'm going to take the Horn Frogs as well. Um, and then also Saturday, you've got number thirteen Arkansas, who is eleven and two, uh, traveling to Auburn, take on the Tigers, number twenty two in the nation, and they are also eleven and two.
1: I think Eric Musselman's a great basketball coach. I love this coaching matchup between him and Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl's going to sweat a gallon, and he's going to coach his tail off. Give me the Tigers, Warrior. I'm going to go with Arkansas.
0: So Peyton with Auburn, Kate with Arkansas. Kate, right. you got to give
1: us the Uncle Brent impersonation since you're picking the hogs. Yeah. That gum, I went to his house for New Year's and he was like making me eat this Cajun seafood boil. Dude, <laughs> that gum, Kate, you going to like it. That gum. Was it good? No. <laughs> it was too Spicy.
0: Oh, dadgum. I'm going to take the hogs as well. uh, Just for no particular reason. Give me the hogs. Dad gum. Hey, he's got a birthday coming up. Hey, he does. Uh, What day is that? Thursday. Thursday. Shout out to Uncle Brent. Happy birthday. I got my days all mixed up. I can't remember what th- today is. Uh, be-
1: because you had day off for Monday because of... Yeah.
0: For the holiday observance. I'm all messed up here. Yep. Uh yeah, happy birthday. All right, let's move to high school hoops and we'll start with uh the GMC matchups on Friday night. Uh let's start with Fairview, who's one and seven. They traveled to Sonora to take on the Rams, who are four and five.
1: This is those the, the high school basketball ramps up after the beginning of the year. Oh yeah. Yeah, Chris Limestall, his Rambos. they moved to 500. Give me the Rams. I'll take the Rams.
0: I am taking the Rams as well. Okay, well, then let's go. Um, Antwerp Archers five and two. They will host the Edgerton Bulldogs who are one and seven. Edgerton is it's gonna be a tough year. okay. They had a great year of football.
1: Tough year of basketball this year, Coach Billman and the Archers. Landon Brewer released the Carson They're starting to get those basketball legs fully under them now. Archer train's going to start going, um, especially after that one loss to Paulding. So they're they're on a hunch to get back to a GMC title contention. Give me Antwerp. I'm taking Antwerp too.
0: I'll take Antwerp as well. Everything you just said, Peyton. Um, next one, let's go Wayne trace five and two just got a win tonight. Uh, so they're now six and two, uh, traveling to Hicksville to take on the aces who are nine and one Hicksville nine and one
1: hasn't played the schedule that teams like Wayne trace Ayersville, Paul and Antwerp have played, but take, you know, don't take any, you know, give credit to coach Tony tier and his kids, um, for putting themselves nine and one great position to start the new year, but I don't think they have the horses to keep up with Brooks Lockoff and Kyle Stoller. All right. So I think those two have a really big night and opening night of GMC play of 2023. And I don't think this game's uh, close, but a lot of respect for Hicksville and Tony Tier.
0: So you're taking Eight. one, Race Kate. Who you got?
1: I got the Raiders.
0: I'm um, taking the Raiders as well, but I think this comes down to um, a third guy, third and fourth guy getting things done. Um, Brooks and Kyle are obviously both legit, pretty good players. Um, Coach Cheer obviously knows that. He's going to do everything he can to make it tough on those guys. Um, I could see a guy like Tyler Davis and or maybe Tanner Lock um, having a pretty good night. So, I'm going to take the Raiders, and I think it's one of those other guys that has a big night. Um, moving on here, uh, we'll go 5-5 five and five Ayersville, traveling to the jungle, and take on the 4-5 and Bowling Panthers.
1: Biggest game of the GMC slate this week, I would say, if I'm an yeah. outsider. This is a big one. Coach Dave Retcher, Coach Logan Wolfram, a lot of respect for those guys at Ayersville. Ayersville's going to come in, play a physical brand of basketball. I think the officiating has a big part to do in this game. How the officials call the game, if they let it get physical, um, I think the, you know, is a little more physical team. But skill, I think Paulding, it's tough to match Paulding's skill when they're shooting the ball. They're coming in off a massive win against Wauseon where they shot 13 of 15 from the three-point line. Peyton Adams was 6 of 7 on his own. Poldings finally start their groove now. Um, they're feeling themselves after that big win, and I think it continues. polling big-time Green Meadows Conference win, and they move to 2-0 in the GMC after this weekend. I'm taking the Panthers in the jungle also.
0: All right. Uh this is tough. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I've seen Ayersville once um, against Wayne Trace. They went into the Palace, got the job done by 10, by the way. Um, so they've had some big wins. They they, they played pretty well. Um, Schlachter's obviously huge. they got some big guys. I could give Polding some fits, but I did watch that game that you called last week, Peyton, uh, between Polding and Wassian. Um Good broadcast, great broadcast. You're right, good, good, good. sports dot Live. Um, You're with uh, Joe Parson, right? Yep, yep. You guys did fantastic. It was uh, a fun one, good one. It was fun. You got a little excited on that last shot that Peyton Adams hit. Big time. It was a big shot. <laughs> um, if Paulding shoots it well, which they they typically do in the jungle. Um, you know, I could see Paulding sneaking this one out, getting a big win at home. But, um, man, I respect the heck out of all these coaches. Um, Dave Retcher, Logan Wolfram, Brian Miller. For whatever reason, just to be a little different, guys, I think I'm going to take the Pilots. Um, that's nothing against Paulding. I think it comes right down to the wire. But uh, I think Ayersville might edge this one out in the jungle, which would be another big road win for him. So, uh, give me Ayersville. Let's go to Saturday. Um, this should be a dandy of a game. As of right now, both teams, five and one. You got the Van Wert Cougars traveling to Marion Local to take on the Flyers.
1: Um, I'm I'm saying that great game, both Aiden Pratt, great basketball player. They're fun to watch. Coach Laudox, good coach. I said in football season, I'm never picking against Marion Local most of those kids play basketball. I'm not picking against Marion local Marion local the Flyers. Okay. I Van Wert.
0: I agree with you, Kate. I'm going to take Van Wert and uh, I think Aiden Pratt and the boys get it done on the road. Okay. Next one. I think this is a great great game too. Uh, these these non-conference games Saturday night are pretty good. Uh, you got seven and one Crestview traveling to Arlington, who is seven and two take on the Red
1: Devils. This is going to be a great game. It's going to be curious how Crestview responds after that big game against Bluffton and conference play on the road Friday night, coach Todd Boblett, a lot of respect for him and the pirates. They're going to draw something up to try to stop Crestview's prolific offense. Crestview rates raised, raised some eyebrows, uh, last week when they beat Ottaville by twenty in the Ray. Yeah. That 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 was impressive. They're playing really great basketball right now. And their only loss is a two point loss to Spencerville. That's tough. Um so they're this close away from being undefeated. I think the
0: Knights win. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm taking the Knights.
0: Whew, I'm gonna take the Knights as well, but um I will say this: Going to Arlington uh, is never easy. I've been over there a couple times when I was coaching, and I'm telling you, like it's got the old school. It's the old school gym. Uh, fans are right on top of you. A nice little gym, um, and that place gets rocking. And both times we've been over there, it's been great games. Uh, Wayne Trace that, that is so. Um, it's going to be tough for the Knights, but. Um, I think they get it done on the road. I guess a good Arlington team. And then the last one here, we've got the Lima Shawnee Indians, six and three, heading to Saint John's take on the Jays who are five and two. I don't know much about Shawnee. I know you have a lot of respect
1: for their head coach. Oh, he's great. But uh Mark going Ripley, to the Vatican.
0: Mark Triplett, he's one of the he's one of the I think he's one of the most underrated coaches. And in the area, but go ahead.
1: But uh I think going to the Vatican, Elwer, tough kid. Mm-hmm. Go a really good basketball player. Give me the blue jays. All right. I'm taking Shawnee.
0: Okay. Whew. I think this is close, but uh man. I've I've had a hard time. I went back and forth on this one all day. But I think the Johnnies get it done, I, and for whatever reason, but I think it comes down to the wire, and I think Elver hits a big shot, and the uh, Blue Jays prevail. So I am going to take St. John's. All right, and that does it for our picks this week. Yep, Kate, uh, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, Kate, thanks for joining us in this surprise, and thanks again for the hats. And I am going to tweet it out right now. <laughs> hey, and uh, if you guys, if any of our listeners would like a
1: hat, hit me or Brett up. Uh, I'll figure out the cost from, uh, Mandy woods. They're sweet. hats. I had a couple of buddies, Brett already contact me about. I did, hats. I did
0: too. And I'll tell you what, I, 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 I will say this. I texted Mandy today actually. And thanked her for making those. Um, and I've told her that we've had some interest and it sounds like a lot of time and a lot of detail goes in. So I don't know how fast it would happen. Um, but again yeah if we could get there's got to be a way maybe we get a price out and get some of these things sold because i heard i mean i've had a lot of guys say they want one already so um yeah we might have to get these things rolling she did a a fantastic job
1: yeah absolutely she does great work and you know thanks to kate for the idea and designing it yeah for
0: sure so
1: all right man hey this was a fun podcast this is the this is the longest one we've had. It's been a long time since we've been on this long. And it's been um, a long time where, you know, we've really devoted one night to the pod since just the Christmas season was so busy. But, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. thankful to get back on the podcast and talk, you know, a little bit sad news about what happened last night, Bengals, Bills, Buckeye game, but uh, fun to be back. And uh, hopefully you had a good
0: holiday. I did. And then it was a great new year and I'm hoping to bring in, uh, you know, Bring in the new year in, in the right way, um, and hopefully, and here's the other thing, folks. I'm going to throw this out here. Peyton not only is going to school, but he's holding down a job down there in Columbus too, working at the at the shot right. No, the
1: shoe the the shoemaker athletic complex.
0: The shoe All the, ma- all the athletes train at. Yep. Okay. So what do you do there now?
1: Uh, you know, just day to day stuff, upkeep. A lot of
0: Northwest Ohio kids work down there, so it's really fun. Gotcha. So, not only – I mean, so he's got a lot going on. I've got a lot going on. Um, little schedule change with a work schedule. I do on my end. Pete and I have got to iron some things out. But I, I think we'll be back in full swing next week, getting back to two episodes a week. Interviewing um, some coaches. Yeah, getting some coaches back on. We haven't really dove in to the high school basketball season a whole lot, like as much as I anticipated. But, again, with the holiday and everything, it's just been – it's been crazy.
1: Buckeye Hoops is officially over. Now we can go.
0: Buckeye football.
1: Yeah, Buckeye football. Excuse me. <laughs> You're good. I right, jumped the gun.
0: Buckeye Hoops is here. Buckeye Hoops is here, ready to go. Um, so, yeah, we, we've we got a lot that we want to get done. Um and I will say this, I'll announce this, Peyton. We're, we're going we're gonna to look for sponsors, and it's nothing um, huge. Uh, we don't want a lot of money, but we, we, we've looked at uh, – we'll throw together a commercial for you like we did with some of our other sponsors you probably heard, uh, the Made to Achieve. Um, but I just want to throw this out here and roll this out here. Um, throw us some money that way, you know, different things like this. We've got plans with it. It's not just we're throwing it into our pocket. We want to upgrade our podcast. Um, maybe the app we're using, find something a little different. Um, you know, even thought about, you know, making the t-shirts and hats so we don't have to charge people for them um, or maybe not as much. You know what I mean? Just kind of uh, give some stuff away, do some giveaways. Um, for our athletes, player of the week. Athletes. We, yeah. We talked about athletes, giving them t-shirts and, Peyton, I don't know how serious this could be and who it would be, but um, might even get into a little bit of uh, covering some high school sports next year, uh, doing like a little radio broadcast, whether that's me, you, if you're home for the weekend, um, maybe somebody else come with me and do some some color commentating. I mean, I don't know. That's something we're we're tossing around and thinking about. Um, and I'm sure there's other ideas we can come up with. So I guess if you're a sponsor and you wanna you wanna know how to be a, be a sponsor, we'll give you a commercial, we'll give you shout-outs on every episode. Um and you'd be helping us out to kind of expand what we're doing here. So um I mean that's all I got. I don't know if you want to add anything to that.
1: No, that's all I got.
0: So um we haven't done this in a while. You got some shout-outs?
1: Oh shout-outs, um Shout out to, you know, everyone I've seen over the holidays. It's been a fun couple weeks home, uh, but excited to get back down to Columbus and see everybody down there.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, It's been great having you home. I know we haven't caught up and and, and watched a lot of hoops together, but um, both of us have been kind of bouncing all over heck. And uh, it's been nice to even catch up. And you've been covering some Paulding games and, um, I've been catching some Wayne Trace games and other games, so it's nice to kind of talk about it. You watch Crestview a time or two while you've been home. Um, so it's been fun. It's been fun, even though we haven't really spent a whole lot of time watching games together.
1: Yeah, it's been a blast, man. So really looking forward to ending Christmas break and uh, getting back down to Columbus and ending Christmas break the right way. So we got a couple of
0: days here left. So here we go. We're ready to roll. Um, so, yeah, my shout-out, um, I'm going to shout-out uh, Mike Jerome, Mike and Terry Jerome. They hosted the uh, the Buckeye watch party uh, Saturday night. Um, had a little technical difficulty to start, so uh, we were trying to stream the game um, and the Internet. I don't know. There was a little, little glitch in the system, so we had to – me and – Coach Jerome and a couple other guys jumped in a car. We went down to his house, watched the first half in his garage, and then they got the TV going. So we went back and finished the game at Mike and Terry's house. But I want to give Mike and Terry props um, for hosting. It was great. Um, all had a good time. Everybody got home safe, from what I know, and, and uh, I did um, after <laughs> a few uh, beverages. So yeah, it was a great time, and just want to give them a shout out for their hospitality. And I tell you what, Peyton, not only did I wear my, my Buckeye Jersey for the game, I wore my hat. I was repping the pod Saturday night. Heck
1: yeah. Heck yeah.
0: Good deal. Yeah. yeah. Great time and shout out to them. And, uh, Peyton, thanks a lot for jumping on. We better get off here. So yep. Hey, have a good weekend, man. Have a good weekend. Happy new year to everyone. And, uh, We'll catch up with you next week sometime. All right. Sounds good. All right. You have listened to another episode of Across the Field. Peace out.